everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders. This is a Saturday replay edition, and you're getting ready to hear one of our most downloaded episodes, which also happens to be the very first episode less than I ever did. I think I'm going to retitle this one for today's episode. We're going to call it The Heart Behind Entree Pastors. Originally, it was titled something like Meet the Hosts or something like that, and, and Les and I were basically just sharing our story. But as we share our story, you're going to hear the why behind the platform that we call Entree Pastors. We're about two and a half years into the story now, and uh, it's fun to go back and listen to this, at least for me. It was fun to listen to that conversation again and just be taken back uh, down a walk down memory lane of where this all started. But it's still very relevant because if you're new to this community, if you're kind of wondering what this is all about, you are going to hear Les and I really unpack some of the major themes behind the Entree Pastors message and our platform. And so uh, I'm going to just cut to this very quickly so you can get into it. And I'm going to let it roll all the way to the end. Uh, there's a call to action at the end inviting you to join our Facebook group. It's kind of funny. We were doing the podcast before we even had our website launched, so it's kind of funny to hear that. There's a little blip in there where we're talking about an upcoming live event in Florida. I'm not editing any of that out. I'm just going to let this be raw and real because we kind of get right back into some more good content toward the end of the show. So without any further ado, guys, check out the very first episode we ever did, and let's lean into the heart behind the Entree Pastors platform. Here we go. Welcome to the Entree Pastors podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes, and John Sanders. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of the Entree Pastor Podcast. My name is John Sanders. I'm here with my co-host, Les Hughes. Les, exciting times, man. Welcome. It's good having you. John, it is. We've been looking forward to this day, and I'm excited. We're finally getting started. Yeah, this is good stuff. Well, this is going to be a short episode, at least uh, if it's possible for two pastors to make a short podcast episode. We're going to <laughs> give right. a run at it today, Les. So yep. we want to use this show just as an opportunity for you and I to share our stories, at least at a high level, kind of the brief intro of our stories, and then just cover a few basic questions about what this show is going to be all about. So Les, why don't you start and just tell us a little bit about who you are and your your uh, journey into ministry, pastoral ministry. Okay. Well, I'm uh, married to Paige, and uh, that's important because for a lot of people, I'm Paige's husband. You know what I mean? There you go. So we have four uh, great kids. We have eight grandkids and two on the way. Uh, all of our children are uh, amazingly, in, in many ways, are in ministry of some form. And so uh, a couple of them are in pastoral ministries. And so I've been in uh, pastoral ministries along in higher education at Christian University for about 30 years. And uh, I love pastors, John. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love uh, the role of being, uh, of serving God's people, but I also love hanging out with, with people who are on the same journey. Yep. And um, my wife and I have served alongside one another for uh, these three decades or so, and now in this season of our lives and ministry, we are finding ourselves investing more and more in in mentoring and, and coaching others, and so that really led you and me to meet one another and uh, find out that we had some of the same passions and 
same interests and we're kindred spirits and that's where we are now. Yeah. What part of the country are you in? Did I miss that or did I might not have been listening? I didn't say. Yeah, okay. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama is where we live. And originally I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and we live in Birmingham now and serve down here. Fantastic. Just for the record, I knew the answer to that question. I was just trying to get less to say it. So <laughs> I get you. Yeah. So my story, I'll try and give the, it briefly as I can, but I grew up in ministry as a pastor's kid, loved it. You know, some pastor's kids aren't that fortunate to have a good experience in, in that, but I did. I, I loved the church. It was not my plan though to serve as a pastor. I, I was like, God, I'll do anything for you. Just don't ask me to do that, please. And and yet I knew from a young age, I really did. I sensed that if I were to open my heart to that, that God would, that he had a place for me in pastoral ministry. And the older I got, the more uh, profound that calling, that sense of calling came uh, in my life. But I had different plans. I went into a career in the fire service as a firefighter and God was faithful. He let me have that and had some fun with that, but he kept calling. And uh, finally he he won that wrestling match and I surrendered to serve him as a pastor, thought he was making a huge mistake. Um, sometimes still, sometimes I still do when I look back over my shoulder, but it's like, man, God has been so faithful, and it's just a testimony to his ability to do supernatural things through common, ordinary people. And so it's been, an, it's been a great run to serve God as a pastor. My wife and I went into church planting in rural South Dakota. Uh, back in 2004, we launched a church that ended up becoming known as the Rescue Church, and we were a multi-site church in in multiple rural communities, and um, so it's just been a fun run. But like you, Les, over that, over that season of my own pastoral ministry, uh, I launched a podcast for pastors called the Small Town Big Church Podcast, and God just used that to open doors of influence for me to speak into the lives of other pastors, and I have developed a passion for pastors as well. And I have tremendous relationships with pastors all across the nation. And uh, I and, and here recently, I launched a coaching business for pastors. And so, yeah, when you and I found each other here recently, we were kind of walking in the same space, doing a lot of the same stuff, serving similar communities. Um, for me personally, and I think you as well, Les, we have, in addition to a love for pastoral ministry, we also have a... a passion and interest and some gifting, some wiring, if you will, for entrepreneurialism. And this idea that what if pastoring doesn't have to be this single focus, all-consuming identity? What if pastors actually could use their passions, their skills, their talents in other arenas and earn incredible income doing that, open up some new streams of income for their families and uh, just approach ministry from a little bit healthier, a lot of bit healthier place. And um, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. And I'm sure as we continue on this journey, we'll be sharing more details of our story and of our past. But for today, Les, I'm going to ask you to share with our audience, when we use this term entree pastor, what are we even talking about? What is the entree pastor podcast all about? Well, when we first started down this journey, I looked around at how the term entrepreneur or entrepreneurialism was used in relation to people in ministry. And normally there was this uh, definition that had to do with being a, a creative and sort of thinking outside the box and coming up with ideas 
on how to and, and how to apply them in ministry, like in a local church setting. If you think about the the skill set and the giftings and the passions of a church planter, um, compared to somebody that's that's pastoring a an established church that has established systems and pretty much a way of doing things, and they're not going to do them very differently. That's not entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurialism in the church setting is more thinking like a church planner. How can we reach more people? How can we reach different people? How can we look like our community? How can we see different result, different results by doing different things? So that's how the term is used a lot of time in ministry. In the marketplace, it's used for business dealings, but the same qualifications, how to be creative, how to create different streams of revenue, how to be independent, how to not depend upon one source, uh, say in this case of revenue or one source for, I'm going to use the word security, John, but you and I know that there's no such thing really in the yeah. corporate world. So if you, if you relate that and put those two worlds together, then an entree pastor is someone who is called to ministry of some sort. They have a gifting from God to implement that ministry, but it's manifested in many different ways. Yeah. And we're not locked into depending upon one source for our the way that we provide for ourselves and our family members. Yeah. And that realization came to me. It's been building, it had been building for a while, but it really came to me when my family and I went through a real difficult season to at a point, John, where I actually felt like we'd kind of gotten past all of that. You know, a lot of the people that I knew of in ministry who had ran into major conflict or major pushback against their leadership it sort of happened earlier in their ministry maybe before they were seasoned while they were still younger and people wondered about their maturity to lead a local church especially people that were older but then as i got into the the later years of my ministry i'd say later or from from 50 early 50s to mid 50s but just frankly man i, I got into a three-year fight I mean, a three-year battle royale, and uh, it was a mega church in a major city with several sites, and there was just some pushback from the very beginning about our vision, about the direction that, that I and much more of our leadership felt like we needed to go, and so after three years without it getting down into the weeds, that relationship just ended, and then it occurred to me, you know, it's not any one churches or one personnel committees or or some influential individual it's not up to them to provide for my family wow that's good that's up to me and it's and that's on me and so i'm always going to be dependent my wife and i both are always going to be dependent upon the lord we know where those resources where our livelihood comes from but it doesn't always come through the conventional channels. And once I left that situation, uh, it, it was a few, it was up actually a couple of years before I, I entered back into a commitment to one local ministry and one local church. And so in, in that meanwhile time, in that gap, man, some other doors opened up. I had been in the marketplace before, before I was in vocational ministry, I was a grocery store manager. So you're, you're 
background was in the firefighting services and mine was in retail in the grocery. I was a store manager mm-hmm. uh, down, down here. There's a, there's a, there's a pretty wide chain. It was an independent grocer, but it was also a chain of stores, 50 some odd stores. And so I cut my teeth in, in the marketplace in that world. Yeah. And so making a payroll and making schedules and writing ads and all of that, I, I understood all of that world. So between, between those uh, local churches that we were leading, I was able to come alongside some, some other mini- ministries, but they were, they were ministries that were generate that could generate revenue. And my eyes were open, John. And, and here's what I think I'd forgotten in those over two decades in local church ministry, you know, people, people sometimes when it comes to dealing with, with pastors, a lack, like they don't have very much money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but I was reminded once I entered the marketplace again and was doing both of those roles, man, I was reminded of our God is not a God of scarcity. Mm. He's a God of abundance and yeah. there are plenty of resources out there it just, it's just a matter of what we do with those resources. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Les, a couple of themes you're bringing up there when we th- think about the word entrepreneurialism in the church world. Yes, it's usually thought of in terms of expansion of God's kingdom. And there's certain giftings that are, you know, people are, you know, built as church planters and, and have that gifting to, to start a new work. And that's good. And by the way, for years, God used my gifting as an entrepreneur in the church world that very way. I mean, to plant yeah. a church and then to you to go on and plant more campuses. But but sometimes entrepreneurialism in the church world is viewed in a little bit of um, suspect, maybe, you know, like, uh, in, or maybe even cynicism to some degree, um, especially when we take it beyond the church world and we think about a pastor in business. Uh, there's that's not always celebrated. You know, that same skill set that we use to launch churches with, we don't necessarily celebrate that when we see a pastor launching a business of his or her own. And yet you make a really great point, Les, that I don't want our listeners to miss out on. The responsibility to provide for our families is ours. And yes. we're not, we are not uh, limited to the control of a church board or a voting congregation it the, that's a choice we make to say that is going to limit and put a ceiling on my earning potential less in in my platform some of the content that I've really been pushing lately I've really boiled my message down to this simple statement that the model we call church is broken and it's time we fix it and, I, and I'm not mad at mm-hmm. the church I think the best days of the church are still in front of us but I mm-hmm. think there's some things that are fundamentally flawed about this model that we have called church for a long time. And it's a really complex issue. We're not going to get into it and solve it all here on this episode. But one element of that is the way that we fund our pastors. And I'm not mad at the fact that the, the average church cannot, is not maybe in a position to pay their pastor um, a fantastic salary. I'm not even making an issue out of what the church is paying the pastor. What I'm wanting to do is challenge pastors to tap into that entrepreneurial skill set that many of them already have and let God use that to bless their family and to create and produce other goods, products, services in the world. Um, that, and we'll talk in later episodes about what, what is the benefit of that? What, why would we even encourage pastors to do that? But um, before we run out of time here, Les, I just want to get into maybe briefly defining who is this show for? When you and I sit down and 
you know, start planning out the content here. What is the target that we have in mind, or maybe the profile of a pastor that's listening where we'd say, this is going to be content for you. How would you answer that question when we say, who's this show going to be for? I think there are several kinds of individuals that are before John, but let's start at the, with the basics. And that is for anybody that is absolutely sick of living in scarcity. Yeah. And by that, I, you know, we really don't live in scarcity. There's nobody probably really in poverty in terms of what poverty looks like in much of our world. But I mean, by our standards for that person that's living paycheck to paycheck, when there's still more month at the end of the money, yep. it, when, if, if you uh, can't afford to take your family to the beach for a few days or celebrate special things that happen with your family. You can't ever take your family out to eat or have date nights with your spouse. What we're, our content is going to be for more than that group, but it, that is, it is certainly for that group. Don't you think? Yeah. It's that pastor that is, like you said, just sick and tired of being sick and tired of just that, that limitation. What we're going to help them see is that that limitation is not as much of a reality as you think it is. Like, there are ways around those limitations. There are ways to blow that ceiling off of your world and to thrive in, in ministry and in life. Um, I would also say this, Les, it's for that pastor that, like myself, and probably like you as well, that all the time that we've been serving God in ministry, and we love that part of it, right? We read about you know church, you know, church growth and leadership principles and, and books on theology and all this stuff. Like We love that. But we also have this fascination with business. You know, I don't know about you, but I have always been drawn to those success stories of businesses that have, you know, battled through the startup years and launched some successful product out into the world. I love to study the leaders. I love to listen to business podcasts. And for the longest time, I almost felt like that was a compartment of my life that needed to be suppressed and pushed down. And it's only been here in the recent years that I'm starting to say, this is how God made me. So if you're a pastor that has often thought, man, I'd love to have my own business doing fill in the blank. I want to be a voice in your life saying, go do that. Like, And you don't have to choose either or. I reject that notion too, Les. This is for pastors that are tired of hearing, whether it's from their church or their own self-imposed limitations, that, well, because mm-hmm. I'm a pastor, this is all I am. I'm so singularly, you know, one-dimensional that all I can do is be a pastor. No, you can do a lot more in the world if that's your desire and we can help you do it. So we're going to continue to build out that you know profile of who this show is for, but you and I are really clear that this is for that pastor that has a heart for business, also has a heart for ministry, that wants to see their family do better financially than they ever have in their life and to go places they never thought possible in terms of their financial margin and their ability to provide for their family, their ability to give to the things they're passionate about, we're going to help them get there. So, uh, That's exactly right. We're 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 in for a fun journey here, Les. And you and I are at the Absolutely. ground level of this thing. If if you're listening to this uh, podcast right now, just know like we're just getting this thing started. But Les and I have a huge vision for where we're going with this. Les, there's sure a few is. things right off the bat we want our uh, audience to know about. I mean, there's some things we've not even built yet that we're getting ready to build as a part of this journey and, and this community. But right away, there's a few things that we can point them to. Do you want to share a few of those? 
Well, one is that we have a live event that we're really excited about. It's going to be on October the 12th. And we will uh, put some information about that in the, in the show notes. We'll give you a link to go to that you can go and, and check it out. As a matter of fact, if you want to go to go to either of our websites right now, uh, John's is help me correct just, me now if I'm wrong. Just give them yours. We'll just send them to yours, Les. Share your, okay. your link All if right. you don't mind. Okay, sure. Mine is just leshughes.com. Just my name.com. And right at the top, there'll be a link to that live event. It'll give you all those details. If you have any questions about that, you're welcome to email John at uh, J-O-N at entrepastors.com or mine is less at entrepastors.com. But that live event is one that's going to be, we are really going to pour into the attendees in every way that we can. There's yeah. a, there's a virtual option. There's an in-person option. And our special guest for that event is Dan Miller, who has mentored and coached and is coaching both John and myself. And that guy gets it just spending that amount of time with him it would, is enough in itself to launch you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to be down in Florida at an awesome resort. And just, a, I would challenge pastors, this will be a life transforming event that can help launch you out into a brand new season of life and ministry and business. And uh, it's, you know, Lord willing, going to be the first of many events like it. But in addition to Dan Miller, we're working on a couple other guests. We're not going to announce them yet because we've still got a few uh, details to finalize. But I would highly encourage pastors to check that out. By the way, we're talking, this is the year 2021 that we're recording this. So if you're listening to this uh, in upcoming years, this information may be outdated at that point. But tell them about the Facebook group too, because we're getting ready to kick off a Facebook community right out of the mm -hmm. gate here, Les. What do they need to know about that? Well, we just started, as, as John mentioned, and this is going to be um, a resource that we're going to be providing all of a lot of the content that we have. Um, all of the information that you've heard today and the information that's coming up in our in our future podcasts and content and courses. And you know what? Just community. The, the thing that a lot of people don't realize, it's counterintuitive a little bit, is that the pastorate can be a very lonely, isolated place. Mm -hmm. And it's not because the pastors aren't friendly or aren't relational or are introverts. It's because people don't really understand what a pastor goes through and well-meaning people can try, yeah. but in, in every pastor that's listening to me knows that you can't fully relate to what another pastor goes through unless you have sat in that chair. Yeah. John, I've had I've had so many staff members, uh, like associate pastors, student pastors, education pastors, who um, who transitioned out of that ministry and became senior pastors, became lead pastors, and every single one, everyone, has in conversations after that told me, "Man, I had no idea." Yep, I, and they've I'm, been in ministry before. I'm smiling less because in our story, we had I had two young guys on staff at our church that uh, were in various pastoral roles as a campus pastor, a worship pastor, and um, and they both you know launched out into their own senior leadership roles, and it was awesome. You know, very healthy transition to see them go into that. But they both came back to me at different points because they had said, at, you know, at different points along the journey, they said, John, we carry just as much weight as you do. You know, we're pastors too. 
And uh, they both came back at different points in their journey and said, man, I'm sorry for saying that. Like, I had no idea um, yeah. what you were carrying until I was in that role. So, and, and like lay people, I hate, I don't like that term, but people who are not pastors, non-pastors sometimes yeah. get frustrated when they hear pastors talk that way. Cause it sounds like we're whining. It sounds like we're, you know, having a pity party. It's just the reality though. The truth is until you are in that, you know, that role of the, the lead goose, you know, the one that's out there taking the brunt of the wind for everyone else behind you, you just don't know about the shots mm-hmm. that, you take in that position until you're in it. And that lead, that lead role takes a lot of the, the brunt of leadership for those that, that they're leading. So yes, we, we want this to be a community. It will be a community where pastors can be understood and celebrated. That's the other thing I want to add less. Like I think so many pastors do not have an environment where they can celebrate the wins in their life. Cause mm-hmm. I know, you know, pastors too less that are just killing it in business and ministry but they can't really go to their their church leadership team, their elders, their deacons, their you know staff, and or get up from the pulpit on a Sunday morning and go, man, I just had the best week of my life. Our business is just killing it. We want to provide that kind of environment where a pastor can celebrate those wins and be surrounded by other people that will actually genuinely rejoice for that success in their life and yes. not have it be something they feel they need to apologize for or suppress. So good stuff, that- Les. Yeah, Go ahead. Group, excuse me. Yeah, that group is uh, Entree Pastors Connect. That's the Facebook group on Facebook. It's going to be a safe place, and, and it will be a place that we celebrate wins. I would just say this as well. We talked about who the group is for. Here's who it's not for. If you're not able to celebrate the wins of other pastors, then this is probably not for you, because we definitely are going to be pulling for each other, rooting for one another, and uh, bouncing great creative ideas off of each other. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So if you want to uh, jump in there, it's, it's on track. And it's only about, we'll, we'll need to, of course, fly to come in because we're going to be a little bit protective about these guys. Yep. But we need, we need to be. It's going to be a safe place. Yep. For, for you all. So that's Entree Pastors Connect is the name of that group. Fantastic. Well, Les, this is good. I'm, I'm so excited about the journey that lies ahead of us. And, and I genuinely believe you and I are going to help transform uh, many pastors' lives. Like We're going to help them experience that transformation that they've been longing for and in many cases probably believed is not possible for them. They're going to find it. So thanks for being a part of this journey with me, and I look forward to all that lies in front of us, my friend. I do too, John. Let's roll. Well, there you go, everybody. That is the first ever episode of the Entree Pastors podcast in the books. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation and uh, are excited about where we're going with this thing. Let me just invite you, if this content sounds like something you are going to be interested in, hey, go subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcast platform you consume your podcasts in. And while you're there, if you don't mind, I would be so grateful, and I know Les would too, if you would just leave us a rating and review, help us get this show in front of more pastors just like you. Hey, in the meantime, if you want to connect with us online, as you heard Les say in the episode, just go to Facebook and find our community there. Search for Entree Pastors Connect. We are going to have some questions that you have to answer as you apply to be a part of the group. We're going to screen the people in that community just to make sure that we're facilitating a really healthy group there. But go check us out. As we speak, we're having a website built, so by the time you're hearing this, 
it won't be long before we can invite you to join us online at entrepastors.com. Also, I just want to say, do not forget about the event you heard Les talk about in the show, the Entree Pastors Live event coming up October 12th, 2021 at the beautiful Casey Key Resort in Osprey, Florida. It's going to be an incredible opportunity not only to hang out with myself and Les and Dan Miller and some of the other speakers we're bringing, but honestly, to network with other pastors from all around the country that are like-minded that are pursuing great things, not only in ministry, but in the marketplace as well. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We got so much good content coming your way. Can't wait to connect with you soon. God bless. We'll talk to you next week.